Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Father-Son Packers podcast, your brand new source for Packers news, notes, and analysis, coming to you after, finally, after six games of waiting, or five games of waiting, however you want to count it, a Packers victory. The Packers win 31-28 to in overtime over the Dallas Cowboys in Lambeau, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, my dad, Matt. Dad, how are you doing? Hallelujah. <laughs> this is a, that was like I was, this was I was, was beginning so, to think we were part of the problem. I thought we might be cursed. I thought we might need to shut down the doors, but close the doors, shut down, change I the locks. I wore a different Packers shirt today. Oh, okay. So you you contributed. I, you were part I changed, of this win. I I changed from my kind of standard green Packers shirt to my Packers Super Bowl championship shirt from you know whatever how many years ago it was. You know what they ago. say? <laughs> it's only weird if it doesn't work. Yep. And, you know, we're just doing our part out here, <laughs> just trying to get the Packers in gear. But seriously, though, the Packers, I think, not a perfect game, but they won. And I think, you know, it's nice to win a game. Um, I think, do you want to start us off with uh, our gut checks? Uh, you wanna, you, do you want to let me pitch the... Oh, yes, yes, of course, of course. How could I forget? For these pitches... We do these podcasts twice a week, these post games on Sunday night after the game, and then pre games, usually on Thursday night. Although this week we will try and be doing it earlier in the week, since the Packers will be playing Thursday night versus the Titans, and we will be there. And we were going to be there in at the, the game, freezing cold, just as the weather starts to head south and the thermometers plummeting. That's when we finally get make it to a game this year. Yes, but getting to the point, <laughs> if you would like to follow when new episodes are coming out what new Packers news is happening around Green Bay, uh, new articles that are written that we find interesting, come follow us on Twitter, at FatherSonPacker. Um, hit us with a follow, keep up with that news, and then also, it would really help our numbers if you came and subscribed to us on YouTube, Father Son Packers Podcast. Um, hit us with a subscribe, like a couple videos, would really help the algorithm for us, would really help us get more listeners, and we would really appreciate it. But anyway, that's those are the pitches we had to get out of the way. Dad, do you want to get into our uh, injury update? Or no, first, our gut, gut reactions. I'm, yeah, see, gut I'm just so not used to winning. I, I am besides myself at the organization this like, of this we've podcast. Got like a, after five weeks in a row, we've totally lost what we're supposed to do after a win. I know, it's <laughs> an uncharted territory. But do you want to start us off with your gut check? But I'd say like, this is probably the best I felt after a game besides the last, game? Year's, last year's Rams game. No. Just in general oh, really? about okay. Okay. how, you know, it's like, this feels great. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10 would recommend actually winning a game you, you should try it sometime um anything more in your gut check or should i go to mine it was just nice to see them actually you know have, have their own gut check in the middle of the game and uh turn things around when they looked like they were going south yeah i mean my gut check i like that they didn't fold uh, i think it's the biggest thing they were down two scores in the fourth quarter and they could have given up they were playing against a team that I think is still better than them. They kind of got lucky a few times, which, man, they had not gotten lucky all year long. And so some of the luck kind of came back and evened itself out today. Uh, but it's just nice to win. It's nice to be podcasting after a win. It's nice to talk about a win. It's nice not to be sad and depressing all the time. I don't know if this fully changes my uh, view of the team as a whole for the season, but it feels better than if they would have lost. So that's my gut check. 
Yep, those assume reverse some trends that they had been stuck in, which we can talk about a little bit later as well. Yeah, and I think but, uh, I think the the biggest thing though is that coming back from some adversity, I think this might be some of the most adversity that this team has like persevered through under Matt Lafleur. Is it crazy to say that on the field at least in game? In terms of you're down mm, a ton a good of defensive, I'm trying to remember what you're down a ton of defensive starters. Deficit they've They've come they've, back from uh, come back from under Lafleur. I don't remember. And then they had all you know some st- people missing. Yeah, when you think well. about who was missing on defense, who was missing on offense, the fact that you're on a five game skid, you're at home, you are going to go into the half with a lead and they score, and then they get two quick scores coming out of the half, and you're down fourteen, and there's the. Elephant the sitting on, there's an elephant sitting on your chest and it'd be so easy to just roll over. And I, I hate to give like a little gold star, but hey, Cowboys are a good team. And they came back from a 14-point deficit and they won the game. And I think that shows a lot of character and a lot of heart. Um, but anyway, let's move on uh, into our injury update for this game. Um, so pretty clean injury report for the Packers in this one. Uh, Dol- knock on wood, obviously. It's a nice uh, change from last week's. Yeah. I mean, it's got to regress to the mean at some point, right? But anyway, Dolan Levitt uh, was getting checked by trainers after a kick return. Um, so unclear on... I wasn't see- sure. Did you see him come back in? I don't remember. You know, it's... Uh, I'd have to look... At, almost have, you almost have to look at the All-22 to see who's in there on some of those special teams plays. Agreed. But anyway, so keep an eye on him going into this week. And then... Both Devontae Wyatt and Christian Watson uh, had to leave with injuries, but they were able to come back. Christian Watson especially was very important that he was able to come back, but we'll talk about that soon because (laughs) this was the Christian Watson breakout game. But anyway, Dad, do you want to go into our offense? Or do you want to... How are you feeling about this? Because I kind of... Since this is a more upbeat episode, I kind of want to get the the medicine of the stuff we weren't so crazy about on offense and defense out of the way first and then we'll end on the good note right because so even because even though this was an exciting and fun game to finish it still had some frustrating and tense moments throughout um especially through the through some of the middle of the game so oh, yeah. so my bad things on offense well first do we want to touch on let's touch on actually first what we wanted to see from the oh, offense right, going right. into there this was, game. Uh, the stuff we were pre-game the things we were looking at to see the Packers yeah, do. Yes. So if you weren't able to check our pre-game normally we have a segment on what we want to see the Packers do for on offense on defense how we want to see them approach the game because we think that there are ways that they could get more meat off the bone so to speak. Um for me in this one on offense I really wanted to see them just run the ball and Use that to take away Micah Parsons and DeMar- um, Demarcus Lawrence um, from this game because their pass rush was crazy, but their run defense that we talked about in pregame was so-so. And check, they ran the ball really well that we'll get into. And then, Dad, you wanted to see more DeGuara, and you wanted to see them use the young wide receivers more. How do you feel that they did that? Yeah, so DeGuara, I'd have to look at the snap count to see. You know, I noticed him a few times in there with some lead blocks, which is kind of what we were hoping for. In terms of actual usage, he had it was um, non-existent. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't have a single target. I think I would say just eyeball-wise, he played a decent amount of snaps, but not quite as many as last week. And then the wide receivers, it was all it was the Watson show for the young wide receivers. Yes, it Tere was the Watson get, show. Tere didn't get a single target, 
and uh, Amari didn't get in on offense. I don't think I saw him a the couple part- times. Okay, he was, he was Tur- in for a few snaps, but I don't think Ture was doing either. a lot of the jet motion. Yeah, um, today that he was in there for a lot of that jet motion, even though he wasn't getting targeted. But it was the it was the it was the Watson. He's going to be a superstar now. Breakout show. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, <laughs> even if it wasn't have, perfect, he did have several drops. So just keep, let's let's all just keep that in mind. But yes, it was the Watson show yeah. today. Are you slowing my roll? I am slowing your roll. <laughs> I I'm taking the jelly out of your donut, as they would say in Snatch. Um, great movie, by the way. Tommy, uh, yeah, Tommy. Yes, Tommy. Are you taking the jelly out of my donut. No, nope, that's not what it is. But yes, that's not the quote. But yes. Um, but let's go into the offense since we're already talking about it. And let's get the bad out of the way first. Dad, do you want to start us off with some of the things you weren't super crazy about from the offense? Yeah. So my bad things were the end of regulation, the the end of that last yeah. series. That that was a, a a totally blown opportunity and a real mess on third down. They had to call a timeout. And then the play was just just he had a ton of time, but it was just a mess. You yeah, know, that, that they, third and one, and they just needed a little bit more to try. They needed what, like fifteen more yards? Yeah, um, to try to get into field goal range. And all you and, needed was a field goal, was like right. And they did not. They did not go for the conversion. They went. You know, they decided to go. I think for the the whole the whole shebang, as it were. And then, um. Going back to earlier in the game, that the first two drives on offense were kind of a continuation of last week against the Lions, where they're moving the ball, they're getting yards, and then it just kind of stalls out, and they don't end up with anything. They short on a and and wide on a field goal attempt and a punt on the other, and then the other bad thing in terms of a social thing I had was the three and out. Um, that they that the offense had right after Dallas took the twenty one fourteen lead after the Amari fumble. It's like there's a chance to try to you know the offense to do something to try to get the momentum back, and it just nothing happens. Yeah, and I think overall a lot more good than bad this game for the offense. But for me, that that three and out's a really good note because I hadn't written that down, but I do remember it now and. Could not have come at a worse time. I mean, it felt then that the air was sucked out of the stadium. I Yeah. And I think my two negatives for the offense, I didn't have a lot here, but uh, I will say, where was it? Um, the Christian Watson drops, as I mentioned. He did have two drops to start the game. Uh, that really, it was second and third down back-to-back, and he dropped both yeah. of them. And Each one would have been a first down. Yeah, and would have been pretty big gains. And then the other one was, um, I think we could have seen more passing game work for the running backs. Uh, only a combined two targets between Jones and Dylan. I just think, get your playmakers the ball more. I know that Jones had, how many carries was it in this game? He had, he had 24 carries and two targets. Yeah, and Dylan had 12 carries and no targets, which is, I guess, fine. 24 Thir- carries, th- 20- 13 carries. 13 carries for Dylan. Okay, well, anyway, 26 but, but opportunities no for Jones and then 13 opportunities for Dylan is all right, but I would like to see them get some more work in the passing game. But we are picking nits because I think this was overall a pretty positive from the offense. Dad, do you want to kind of touch on what you liked from the offense? Since I think that's more 
substantive here because I think it was a nice day for them. I mean, scored 31 points on a good defense. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's a lot more you know, than my predicted points, I think, which were 10. Um, yeah. So they, they crushed that number. I had the Packers and... scoring seven points in this game. Ah, so I was closer. I mean, I thought you scored nine <laughs> points on Detroit. You don't have a chance in hell of scoring 31 on Dallas, but here we are. At home. Are. It just Makes shows that I think in some ways how close they've been and they managed to make mistakes. You like one mistake per, per, per drive. I did send them. out uh, something. I think it was Murphy's law at one point because it seemed that yes. anytime they got any kind of momentum that they just shot themselves in the foot or they got a penalty and it just completely shut them down. Someone commented back. It's like, Oh, you mean Mark Murphy's law? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, positives for the offense. Did you yeah, have, so um, I, I had, I had several different things. So one was that they stuck with the running game yes. and they had a total of 37 designed runs to only 20 passes. And I guess, um, including the sacks and, Scrambles. Scrambles. I think it's 24 dropbacks. Drop back. So yeah. almost like about two to one. <laughs> yeah, shockingly. Um running yeah, or like one point seven plays. to one or something. Almost two to one. Oh sorry, yeah, one and a half. Yeah, not 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 two to one. By the way, I'm, quick so math. much for math. It's yeah, like quick one and a half to one. Yeah. Quick math, one and a half to one. Um and that Jones and Dylan both average more than five or more yards per carry. And that they really people have been calling out for the offense to run through Jones. And he had 24 carries and two targets. So he had more um, touches than, than Roger, on his own than Rodgers had throws. Yeah, I mean, he's their best player on offense. And they really they kind of let him loose in this game, which was nice. Yeah, and he looked good. And he's one of the few room- guys on the team who can actually do something with the ball in their hands. Which is why I said I would like more targets for him. But if you're handing him the ball that much, fair enough. And then I had explosive plays. Yep. And this combines a little bit with that. Oh, coming into today, Rodgers was 29th in completed air yards per attempt and 17th in intended air yards per attempt per pro football reference. So yeah. the success rate was even lower than the attempted. You know, So they were one of the, it was one of the and worst QBs in the league in you know, air yards per completion. And they weren't it throwing were. it down the field much, like you said. So, a lot of short passes, uh, all these short. And so today, you know, Watson was the first player for Green Bay with two touchdowns of 20 or more air yards since Jordy Nelson in 2014. Wow. For Rob Domofsky. He tweeted and I have, that out during I the game. I have some of these explosive plays written down. I mean, Watson's first touchdown, 58 yards. Watson's second touchdown, 39 yards. Lazard's catch in OT, 36 yards. Jones had a 17 and 23-yard carry. And then Sammy Watkins had a 23-yard catch. I mean... Have they had yeah. that I mean, like, six explosive plays in a game so far this year? Besides the Bears, game? I don't know how far back you have to go for that. And that, you know, the thing, and that, that I remember that Watkins twenty-three yard catch. That was on you know second and twenty-one or second and yeah. twenty-two. It was for it a first was the down. back it shoulder where Rodgers put it. Pretty much, you could you could not yes, physically as, drop as, it. As Greg Olson said, that that pass caught itself. Yeah, I mean it was it was a beautiful pass from Rodgers. Rodgers was definitely dealing a little more in this one. I think even though yeah. he was gripping out his hand a bit. And then I had a couple more things on Watson as well, besides those. I, um, I was nice to see him come back after the rough start with the two drops on the first drive. Yeah, he uh, said that, still... just a quick uh, anecdote, he said that 
they pretty much came to him on the sideline and said they're still going to come to him and he's just going to have to stay ready and that that really like gave him some confidence and was what like propelled him to have such a good game i mean he had 107 yards on four catches and three touchdowns i mean great yeah. game from and, him and, and that, just just to spotlight that, that performance that's that's excellent we'll talk more about this specific performance later but i think it's just a shout out to using positive reinforcement and, or in positive yeah, and, leadership and, and, and using yeah. positive leadership on the sideline and trying to actually build your players up as opposed to yelling at them when they make mistakes i mean not everyone yeah. learns the same way but i don't know and, and he's, i'm hoping he's still start you know plucking the ball out of the air with more confidence but he had you know to comment on his production he was the first packers rookie with you know 100 yards receiving in three tds since um james lofton in 1978 you stole my stat did I steal your stat? Yes, you stole my stat. I have that at the bottom of the... I have that in my uh, players of the game. But anyway, it's oh, fine. Oh, you have that in your fine. players of the game. I didn't oh, look for it for a while or anything. I didn't source it. <laughs> Matt Reynoldson, by the way, uh, on Twitter is where I found my information. I think personally. I saw it from Domovsky. Okay. Well, anyway, I mean, yeah, I just think Christian Watson was... I think we should talk about him for a second because he was the spark plug of the offense. I mean, I went and looked uh, so that... 58-yard touchdown to get their first score. I mean, it felt like they needed something like that because they were not able to string plays together. I think that was one of the... All of his plays were some of the biggest of the game. I mean, there was that one, and then they were down 14-28 to in the fourth quarter on fourth and seven. If you look at ESPN, they had the Cowboys at a 96% chance of winning once Rodgers threw that incompletion on third down. And then he he hits Watson for the touchdown there, and it gets down to 80%, and then they're down 21-28 with, what was it, two, like a minute, a few minutes to go. And he hits Watson on the crosser. Watson just runs away from because he's way faster than any of these defensive backs for the Cowboys and ties the game. I mean, he had the last, he had three of their four scores and two of the, the two to tie it up when they're down 14 late in the game, especially that fourth and seven. I mean, if they don't get that, I think the game is over. Yeah, yeah, I think that that was uh, critical. They went, got all the way to the end zone. You know, one thing about this, you know, like being able to put in some bigger plays, one of the things we've talked about is that the Packers struggle with all these long drives where they have to have like 15, 16 plays. The chance of stringing all of those together without some like drive-stopping mistake has just been too much of a problem. And it's incredible how much having some speed on offense – opens up like other opportunities for other players because it seemed just so much easier for some of the other guys on offense when Watson was out there being more of a like a threat on offense and it does make you wonder why they only have one guy with any kind of speed on offense but yeah we've talked the roster it's the roster they have and when they they right we have our we have our one slot we had our MVS we had MVS and now we have Watson. It's like, why are you not allowed to have spot, spot? Spot is full. Yeah, to have two speed guys. What? <laughs> what are? It couldn't hurt. Give it a try. But anyways, yeah, Watson was great in this game. For me, the good things that I had were obviously running game and overall balance. I mean, five point five yards per carry from the running backs according to ESPN. Two hundred and seven rushing yards, two hundred and eight passing yards. Perfectly balanced as all things should be. And then. My big thing were the points off turnovers that I looked into uh, today. Uh, they scored 
twice. They scored two touchdowns off of two interceptions by Dak, and then they scored a field goal off of a turnover on downs in overtime. Uh, so that's 17 points off of three turnovers, uh, scoring on every single time they forced a turnover, if you include those turnover on downs, that is. Um, and going into this game, I did the math, and the Packers have forced nine turnovers on downs or otherwise, so picks, fumbles, turnovers on downs, where the offense got the ball back with realistic motive and time to score. And what I mean by that is I'm not counting the Justin Fields interception at the end of the game versus the Bears, where the Packers kneeled it out. I'm not counting the Giants' intentional safety, uh, where the Packers got the ball back and had to essentially throw a Hail Mary. Um, Rodgers got his thumb hurt on that game, on that play, so that was also extra fun. I'm not counting um, pick sixes, scoop and score, stuff like that, where the defense was the one scoring. I'm just counting on the offense getting the ball and trying to hold over the momentum that the defense has given them. And they had nine such opportunities, and they had failed to score on seven of nine of those opportunities going into this game, scoring a total of 10 points. (laughs) So they had only scored one touchdown. Yeah, only scored one touchdown. Barely more than one point per per. Turnover, turnover where the offense had an ability and like reasonable time etc cetera, etc cetera, to score and to come into this game and go uh, go back three for three i mean that's way better to me <laughs> the math the numbers don't lie it's a lot better and i just think the ability to carry i mean we talk all the time about complimentary football and i think nothing illustrates that more than defense thank you we'll take it from here and we won't shoot ourselves in the foot uh, because if you remember that Lions game, they get a pick, they throw it right back. The Bills game, they get a pick, they throw it right back. It's It had just been like that all year long until this game, and so it's nice to see them actually capitalize yeah. there. They turned the tables on the Cowboys in that regard. Yes. yes. Which is nice. It was nice to see. But it was, anyways, nice, to, it was nice to get the second one of those um, this time instead of the first one. Yeah. Where, where, where you don't have it for very long. But anyway, um, since we're already talking about interceptions, do you want to move on to defense? Sure. Um, start with what we wanted to see. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to lead us off there? Yeah, so one thing I was looking for was whether or not Preston and Anagbare would be able to set the edge um, against the run in particular because I think that we'd be getting gashed. And I would say that seemed like most of their successful runs were actually up the middle and yeah. not swinging around wide. That and, uh, in the second half, Pollard was starting to really get some momentum, but it was almost all up the. So I would say overall, it's like, yeah, I think they did an okay job setting the edge against the run. Yeah, and I also had Enigbari and um, uh, Preston on my list as well. I wanted them to step up. I mean, they each had a quarterback hit, so but it's not nothing crazy, but I would say they weren't the problem. I would say they... I wouldn't be surprised if their grades for this game are better than Jerron Reed's, let's say, even though Jerron Reed had a very important play late, um, pressuring Dak Prescott on that fourth down. Uh, I, I was not very impressed with him this game. Um, same with Dean Lowry. Uh, Kenny was okay. I wanted him to step up this game, but he didn't make a huge impact. Uh, I know it's always difficult to tell with yeah. nose tackles what they're actually doing out there, but it, he hasn't made a lot of splash plays, as many splash plays as we're used to this year. Yeah. He got credit for a sack today, but that was on sort of cleanup as Dak was scrambling away from almost getting tackled for safety by, I don't remember who it was on the edge, who a couple of people were coming in and closing in on Dak. He scrambles away and then um, 
Kenny tackles him like a yard short of the um, yeah. line scrimmage for a sack. And then the but, other thing uh, I wanted to see was I wanted to see Quay look better. I thought he looked fine. Um, I, I didn't notice anything too positive or negative from him. He had one really nice tackle on Pollard out in the flat that looked really good. Uh, and then he kind oh, of... Oh, uh, was that early on? Yes, it was very early. I, I remember think that I, one. I yeah, noticed yeah. him less and less as the game went on, which isn't always a bad thing. So, Yeah, McDuffie actually he, he led the team tackles, in tackles. Yeah. 13. I have to go back. It looks like... How many of those, how far downfield were those 13 tackles? I I couldn't tell you a single time he had a tackle. Th- the fact that he had 13 is mystifying to me. I, I don't remember his name being called. Maybe not one time, but maybe I was just too, just into the game at that point, which is probably true. Um, and then you said you wanted to I see more time more for the younger. About, yeah, go ahead. My younger D lineman, and I, I would say that, I barely noticed if Slayton was out there. I mean, I don't know. He was he, out there. I saw him. But I don't think he did anything of note. Yeah. Really? I, Wyatt, Wyatt was kind of in and out with injury, so it's been right. tough. So we, it was kind of, we didn't really get a good look at him. But still, when he came back, I think he made a couple of stops. He made a couple oh, of plays. okay. Because I didn't notice him. But... I saw him um, make a stop or two when he came back, I think, after the injury. When okay. I, in, in, in my rewatch. And Reed actually made a couple of tackles near the line of scrimmage as well as the grabbing Dak Prescott's, Prescott's ankles and barely getting him, yeah, so that he could not break away from there and get that first down and get a clean clean throw off, um, which was actually some um, taking advantage of the pressure that Preston was making on that particular play mm-hmm. where he where he grabbed the ankles. And there was a good amount of good from the defense today, I thought. Uh, but let's touch on the bad first, and then yeah. we'll talk about what we liked. Um, but in terms of things that I wasn't crazy about from the defense, um, another situational thing and the two-minute drill, but this time going the other way, defending the two-minute drill before the half, I mean, they allowed eight, an eight-play, 66-yard drive in a minute and 34 seconds, which completely annihilated any momentum you had going up 14-7. I mean, it looked like you were going to take a lead into the half. You yep. should have taken a lead into the half. You should have had all the momentum at home, Cowboys reeling, and they just dink, dunk, like pass underneath the like far back zone that you're, the soft zone that you're playing, dink, dunk. Out of, they're running out of bounds. Like They're just running these 12-yard little curls and outs, and they're just hitting them for first downs, and they're running out of bounds. This doesn't prevent anything. They're getting like 12 yards every eight seconds. Like that's not efficiency wise. The idea is that time is on your side and you want to make them take time. But 12 yards every eight seconds is this is the greatest offense ever. Like <laughs> yeah, that, you can get the whole way down the field pretty quickly that way. And then, yeah. And then I thought they were a little undisciplined on defense. I mean, they gave up two free plays, one on Jaron uh, Jaron Reed uh, offside and then one for too many men on the field. Uh, just kind of just comp- like composure penalties, organization penalties, where it felt like the coaching was had them kind of out of sorts. And then another game where they struggled to take away the obvious number one option. CeeDee Lamb went for 11 catches for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, they're still playing super off, like off soft coverage um, and doing it in yardage situations that don't make sense. And CeeDee Lamb just ate that up. I knew it was going to be a tough matchup coming into the game. Um, just because yeah, even, it's tough how much he moves around from the slot to the outside, but it's another game where they only really have one receiver 
Though Gallup made a couple of plays too when he was able to come back from his injury. Um, that, yeah, he got knocked in and out of this game as well. But uh, yeah, Lamb, there, there's one, you know, even the announcers were talking about how Jair was lined up so deep that even though he broke on the on the, the throw, yeah. he was too far away to contest it. And I'd say overall, Jair had kind of a rough game. Go of it, yeah. He he you know he won some matchup he won some he he knocked the ball away broke up some passes but he also got beat a couple times and he allegedly allegedly committed pi on the third down that was on, not on called the, uh, <laughs> near, in in overtime right at the end of the game that was not called oh and yeah in, the, in overtime yes uh, <laughs> he got there early I would I'd be comfortable saying <laughs> it's probably pass interference <laughs> but you know no no no, no comment. <laughs> I, I'm not going to apologize. There were tons of missed calls in that game. The refs were kind of all over the place. They were pretty inconsistent. That was a pretty high leverage call, but there's probably four or five going the other way that you don't think of that could have changed the game a million ways. Did you have anything else uh, negative for the defense before we got to the positives? Yeah, so I also was about the, that two-minute drill before half, giving up that touchdown and, yeah. and how much that, that just killed what they were doing. Just um, gave it to them. It was so easy. It was such an easy. You know drive. the other thing, and I had this. I should just pop this in here as well because I had this as a, a special teams thing. That short kickoff that they did for that possession. Do they? You know, they decided to squib it, or was that was that a, was that a mistake? Was I'm here to tell you, intentional decision. That but they it turned out it, to really they didn't hurt kick them. Kick it into the red into the end zone all game. I don't think. Uh, just so you know, they had Ramiz Ahmed doing the kickoffs today because Mason Crosby's back. I think flared up during the week. It was and, I mean, he wasn't getting them very far. I don't he was know why supposed he didn't to have just the big, have. He was supposed to have the big leg. I don't know why he didn't just have Pat O'Donnell do it and and just not waste a fifty-three man roster spot. But but I don't understand. It almost looked like that was an intentional decision to score so they could get a big return, and then they gave up really good field position. Yeah, but this um, is a special and, teams thing, and I do want to have a special yeah. teams so, conversation. But let let's uh, keep let's going get, with it. So get back. So there was that that drive that also they gave up. Two fourth down conversions in regulation. Yep. And then the other thing that really hurt was that they gave up um, touchdowns on consecutive possessions after the fumble punt return. So yeah. The, and so it's, that and that was like it was the same thing. We see like mistake, fumble punt return, immediate touchdown, back three to and back. out. Yeah. Touchdown, and those are the next three possessions. Um, you know, two for the Cowboys and one for the Packers. And just, just to note that pack that three and out is way. that three and out is the Packers going three and out. That is not us. There's not right. a sandwich of Sorry, good in there. Yes. There's there's a Cowboys touchdown, a Packers three and out, and then a Cowboys touchdown Man. right after the the fumble punt. Yeah, they they snatched momentum from us very quickly in the second half, and we're going to talk about special teams, but we're going to talk about special teams. But anyway, do you want do you want to do you have anything more negative for defense, or should I go to my positives? I would say overall, the middle of the defense on a lot of the runs, you know, was getting pretty soft um, and getting gashed up the middle by Pollard, especially as the game wore on. I don't know if they were getting tired out, but in um, he, he he was getting a lot of big gains there as the game wore on, and, and and they all were going up the middle. Yeah, and I mean they let him go for 115 yards on 22 carries, which is 5.2 a carry. I mean. That's uh, that's pretty elite. That's pretty good, and it's only bolstered by a long of fourteen. So pretty consistently getting chunks in the run game. Um, 
But do you want to talk so, about good things on defense? So let's go on to the good things. Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. I think the big thing to me is, uh, and we hadn't touched on this earlier, which I kind of wish we had now, but the coaching adjustment going into the game with the personnel and the decision to put Darnell Savage in the slot and um, Rudy uh, Ford at safety um, in nickel packages was the perfect decision. I mean, Rudy Ford ends this game with two interceptions, probably two biggest plays of the game besides Watson's, I think outside of Watson's plays, the two biggest plays of the game Uh, kept them alive. Essentially in this game probably would have been pretty ugly without those two plays. I thought even without those two picks, he just made the defense look so much more fast, so much more active, so much more physical. He was way better at tackling in this game than Savage has looked all year. And just having a good tackler at safety just it makes everything look way cleaner and having a guy fill in on the run defense from above yeah. is so much more effective when he can actually tackle the running back who would have thought on the i think the, the cowboys very first possession he he comes in for a run stop on pollard um to force that you know as part of that first three and out yeah and ford was good and i thought savage was pretty dang good in the slide I actually had one of my, my good things was, you know, was also Ford was a big improvement at safety, but that even though he wasn't perfect, I thought Savage was a better player at nickel than he had been at safety. Yep. I mean, it's, I think it's just carrying over the idea of offensive line. You use your best five defense. You should use whatever your best 11 is. And Savage had been having a really rough go of his safety. Maybe this good start at, at um slot corner, is and moving him there kind of more and more of his snaps there over time can kind of kickstart him back into maybe being a more productive player he still did play some safety in this game in base looks he played safety back there with amos just as he has all year struggled just as he has all year i feel like and but slot corner was a lot better and then my other positive for the defense was the third down defense held the Cowboys to 5 of 15 on third down that 33.33 percent mark would be 29th in the league for an offense um, I know this is a really small sample size also, but in weeks seven and eight, so that since Dak came back from his injury, they did play the Bears and Lions. That is the caveat, but they did go 12 of 20 on third down. Um, so, I mean, they had been very, very, very productive on third down, although that is bolstered a bit. They did go nine of 11 on third down versus the Lions. Um, but held them to five of 15 is a great mark in this game, in my opinion. And so those are my two big positives for the defense. Dad, what did you have? So I also had the whole the same thing about the Rudy Ford, which I, we already talked about. Um, one of the things I really liked to see was that out of I think there's eleven Cowboys possessions, they were able to force three three outs and two interceptions. So that's almost half of their possessions. They were able to get you know uh, a good stop. And I felt like they were able to get. Some pressure on Prescott, although it was inconsistent. You know, they had they only had the two sacks, um, and one and you know they, they again like we had last time. Like one of them was Adrian Amos happened to be closest to him when Dak ran out of bounds. Yeah, but I do <laughs> and, think it is important to temper expectations with the pressure when you don't have yeah, your best. Yeah, pass you're missing your best pass rusher, and but you already thin they, at the you already thin at the position. But they were able to force a couple of hurried up throws. That uh, um, was was part of how they got stops in some of those drive, drives. They're willing to dial up some blitzes. Yeah, they were um, actually sending. They sent Savage off the corner a few times, which I like yeah. to see. So that uh, was he still nice doesn't quite see. know what to do when he's getting there. Uh, and some they of were, 
Well, the problem that I have with whenever they send defensive backs on a blitz, even there if the running back time. no, even if the running back lines you up, don't chop your feet. Because you're not gonna get you're not gonna beat him. He's he outweighs you and getting around him there's not enough time. You just you have to use your momentum and go straight through the running back as I hard think as it you was, can. I think it might have been um Savage coming in on the blitz and then he starts Ju- like slowing down to juke or something. It's like, yeah, no momentum left. But yeah, there's it, one also where he comes do you think in the quarterbacks, on the blitz. Do you think the quarterback's going to wait for you to... <laughs> Finish that move? Yeah, exactly. Like, Do you think the quarterback's going to wait and see if it has... I mean, that's like five seconds in the pocket at that point. Yeah, but it was nice to see, even though it didn't always get home, it caused a little havoc um, with some uh, variety in, in, in blitzes in their pass, pass rush. Um... I think you know getting that fourth down stop in overtime was huge to set up that uh, winning drive. We're going to give them uh, um, props for that. And then actually, their fourth quarter and overtime defense was elite. Yeah, and they needed they, it to be. There was no the, there was no margin for error in the fourth quarter. Here are the drives they gave up: a twenty-five yard drive, a three and out, and which was for three yards. And then well, the, the last second for 19 garbage yards. Uh, so they only gave up like 28 real yards in the fourth quarter on two possessions. And, and for the first the time, for the first time, the... it felt like for the first time, it felt like when because normally I feel like for this defense, it's three and out or 70 yard, 12 play, 10 minute they did drive. Have one, they did have one of those. I know they did, but it normally felt like one or the other. If the offense started rolling, it was just they were just going downhill. But they actually got a stop after giving up a first down for two different times in the fourth quarter in overtime, which I thought was beyond this defense, quite honestly. But they buckled down, and they I, – I don't want to be cheesy and cliched, but they could have given up, and they didn't. And they really stuck – I mean, they – the offense will get more – buzz because of the big Christian Watson plays and coming back from 14 down. But the defense is the reason that Dallas didn't score again in that last quarter. Yeah, they, they uh, you know, did their job and, and gave the Packers an opportunity by shutting the, the Cowboys out on their last however many drives, so like four or five drives. Yeah, and especially when you consider all the pieces missing on this defense. or not. But Gary and Stokes, you're starting outside corner and your best pass rusher. I mean... You're missing, and Devondre Campbell, you're starting middle linebacker all yeah. pro. I mean, you're missing key key players at key positions. But I thought, so I thought the defense did pretty well, especially when you consider that context. Did you have anything else for the defense, or can we uh, talk about special teams? We fence. We <laughs> fence. talk about we fence. Can I we mean, fence around we fence. Speaking of context, they brought Rich Basaccia in. These numbers are not public, but it's pretty much reported that he is the highest paid special teams coordinator in the league and the special teams is still bad it's still really bad i mean you miss a 54 yard kick which fair enough it's cold mason uh, mason crosby has a back injury but you don't kick the ball off well or cover kicks well all night you um leave amari back there at punt returner and he fumbles twice. One of them he picks back up, but the second one completely, completely swings momentum from Dallas 
in that uh was it in the second half or the first half? You remind me? It was in the second half. But it's just um, part Yes, yes, it was in the second half. It's just part of what made that second half comeback so daunting is it's not even Amari's fault anymore. I don't even blame him anymore. Why are you putting him in this position that I mean, he has, what, seven career fumbles, eight career catches, or eight career fumbles and seven career catches? It's one of the two, and either way, it's bad. I mean, eventually, the only saving grace for this special teams is they finally seem to be done with the Amari Rogers at punt return experiment. They ended up putting Keyshawn Nixon, who they had already put in for kick returns, back at punt return near the end of the game. And that was an adventure, too. I mean, he caught it above his head <laughs> with his hands like in a triangle like he's catching a fly ball like in and baseball still it was an improvement no i yes, yes technically yes technically. it was a clean catch it was not bobbled it was a it was a little bobble brain fart it was like what are you doing catching the ball inside the five in the first place and over your head in the second place yeah so i still think that they're going to need to bring in a punt returner, a designated punt returner on this team. I can't believe they can't find one out on the street somewhere. But I hope that today was the final nail in the coffin for Amari Rodgers because the fumbles again today, it's been a problem. It's always been a problem. I'm done blaming him. I am on to blaming the people that keep trotting him out there every single week and expecting different results because I tweeted this out, but the definition of insanity is... Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And it's not fair to Omari anymore. As, no, I'm sorry. And, and they, they've been asked about it over and over again. And their, their answer is always like, well, he's doing it in practice. Like, I don't care. I don't care he does it in practice. We have seen over and over again that he's going to fail in the game at returning. And I'm you not even need, mad at Omari. It's not his fault anymore. You don't even – yeah. It doesn't matter if he's doing it well in, in practice. Like, stop running him out there. For punt return, you're setting him fact, up to fail you over are and over, damaging his career by running him out there as a punt returner. Stop. Yes, it. he might have a little bit of something left to salvage at receiver, but you are destroying, nuking all of that by trotting him back at punt return. And I don't know, it just it doesn't make sense. I don't understand why the def- the special teams, no matter how much money and actual roster positions. I mean, okay, I'm not gonna say. It. It is definitely better than last year's, but it's not good. It's still near the bottom of the league. Yeah. I mean, but, at least, and, it's and, not and dead it last. Got, like It's no longer dead last like it was um, last year before and the year before. Yep. <laughs> Woo! Last year was one of the worst of all time. It was, uh, special, it was, it was, we had a special season. But we're actually investing year. significant resources into it now, and it still isn't even to mediocre. And I don't know. It's just disappointing. I I don't. I would understand. say one thing that has improved: the field goal kicking operation is not a nightmare anymore. Coverage, punt coverage, and kick coverage wasn't great today. Are... Was not great today. Today was a bad day. They gave up a couple. Uh, this is true, and maybe that's because Ford and Nixon were playing so much defense. Yeah, they're not out there. I mean, and, and also part of it give... is part of it's your kicking short kicks with Ramiz Ahmed. And I mean, he's supposed to be in there because he's got the big leg just for the kickoffs. Yeah. I, if you're going to only kick it to the four, why is Pat O'Donnell not just kicking these? Like, I don't know. I know, but that's been the problem they've had with uh, um, Crosby is he's had one of the worst percentages in the league 
at getting it into the end zone and forcing mm. uh, touchbacks. That that was all, that was been a problem all season. Yeah, but I don't know. We I think the special teams needs to be better, but I've haven't been harping on it because the offense and defense have been so bad, so it hasn't really mattered. But it almost mattered again today, and it's mattered actually a lot of the time. They've had momentum. Part of the things of Murphy's Law for them has been just fumbling punts and just giving the ball right back after the defense gets a stop. Yeah, that um, really hurts. The but defense you, has to go right back out there with no rest. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else you wanted to add? Uh, did you notice Jonathan Jonathan Abram, by the way, on special teams had two penalties? So great great start to the career. And yeah, day. he uh, basically you know went face-to-face with somebody on the Cowboys, and they got... Uh, um, offsetting, negating, yeah. offsetting penalties. And I think he had a hold or a block in the back as well. Um, but yeah, he didn't, he didn't have a good game in his first, um, suiting up for the green and gold. Uh, should we move on to our closing thoughts? Yes. Okay. Your player of the game or players of the game. So my player of the game on offense was, uh, Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. Fair. Um, who they, they actually, you know, basically rode Aaron Jones for most of the game and did the work and had him work as much as we've been, almost everybody's been calling for so far this season. Um, average, what was it like? 5.7 yards per carry. I know, uh, I know Dylan four, was right exactly at five and uh, Jones was more ESPN than has five. Jones at five, eight, five, five eight. eight, a carry five, eight, a carry and a touchdown. And um, the Marshawn Lynch celebration. Do you notice he did oh, that? Oh, the, the 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 turn and dive. Yes, because I was when he was going in for his touchdown. I was like, "Ooh, this almost looked like he could do the little wave again." Because he, <laughs> he just had the ball in the wrong hand. Someone said, "Someone said if he had the ball in the left hand, he would have done the wave." But um, yeah, Aaron Jones, great pick for my offensive pick. I had Christian Watson, three touchdowns and 104 yards, and actual explosion on offense is and a coming out party. That's that's going to get my vote every time. Uh, who'd you have for defense? So I see who you have for defense. Why don't you go first, and then I, I have a. Um, I'll I'll, I'll uh, move on to. I'd my, be surprised my, uh, if we. I'd be surprised if we don't both don't have Rudy Ford. Uh, oh, yeah. they Rudy don't Ford have, is the obvious pick. I mean, two picks, so, and it, the defense just looked better in nickel when he was out there than it has all year. Yeah, I mean, he's, tackle, well, in addition to the two picks, he also had two pass breakups. I think those are the two picks. I oh, think. I think it includes, uh, maybe it they're uh, maybe yeah. the way they're doing the the box score that I was looking at was uh, yes. just, that's true because I saw that as well. But he does he did have a couple of nice tackles, um, filling in, in run support a lot better than um, Savage had been doing. But the other so just to go a little bit off script with uh, Ford being the obvious case, I felt like Adrian Amos had a pretty good game. You think I didn't notice I think, him much out there, but I no, never really I noticed, noticed him, him much tackling out there. Um, um, pretty well. In a, in some of the plays, yeah, I would say he, he made a few few plays. So I don't, I'd have to go back and look to see if I go this whether his play on the whole um, held up. Uh, it's more that I noticed a couple of plays where he was making a play as opposed to um, Ford making the sort of the the big the big plays. Mm-hmm. Well, where nice. He broke on the ball very nicely. Yeah. Um, and then do you have any think... do you have any last closing thoughts on the the game in general? Because I, if, was... I, if I could just say mine, it's nice to get a win. Yeah, and it's nice to get a win versus the Cowboys. It's always nice to beat the Cowboys. It's always nice to beat the Cowboys. We got we got the win in the re- the revenge game. Yep. 
And it's just nice to break the skid, too. Yep. But, and a game where most people did not expect us to win. The vast yep. majority of the picks were going against us. We Always good dog is the underdog. We were the home underdog. The home dogs. And got yeah. the win. And got the win. <laughs> Feels good. But anyways, the Packers will be taking on the Titans in Lambeau on Thursday Night Football this week. So come check out our pregame this week. We'll be tweeting out when it comes out. And then we will also be doing a postgame either that night, Thursday, or Friday morning, depending on our schedules. So keep an eye out for that. Again, follow us on Twitter at FatherSonPacker. It's where we tweeting out all our new episodes, Packers news, Packers notes, articles we find interesting. And come subscribe to us on YouTube. Really help our numbers, Father Son Packers podcast on YouTube. But, Dad, until next time, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.